0: Tribalism is ruining professional wrestling. Hot take, I know, eh? I know everybody's said the same thing, but I thought I'd give my two cents on it as well, because I'm just, uh, I'm finding a lot of it starting to cause me to pull away from social media and different things like that, so it's obviously having an effect even on me, who can usually separate my stuff from that stuff, but it's gotten to a point where it's becoming a little too much, so going to talk about that in this episode but before i do that i wanted to share some feedback i got on my previous episode which is uh there's too much wrestling on tv and i think that i've uh, struck a nerve uh with with that topic in a good way though and i really appreciate the folks that have reached out so i i asked their permission and got their permission to share some of the comments that they had and uh, as I mentioned, if you want to share some comments and reviews, please send them along. It's at bchunterwwtt@gmail.com uh, Feel free to send it my way and I will read it out. And I even like to go back and forth with the folks that send that information. Because, hey, in the end, we're all wrestling fans and it's a great community most times. We'll get to that later in this episode. But uh, I'm the type of person that enjoys interacting with people that are fellow wrestling fans, and especially in the same uh, age bracket as myself, that kind of like some of the some some of the same things that I do, but of course, even the newer fans, it's some great exchanges. I've had some wonderful experiences on uh, on other podcasters' uh, shows and and who are much younger than me and and uh, have some different uh, views on on the product, but we've always gotten along great and and uh, had a great discussion. So. I'm glad this is starting to open up uh, the the uh, ability to have those discussions. So the first review I want to uh, to share with you is from a gentleman by the name of Tim Evans. Uh, he can be found on Twitter, at seven, the number seven, Tim Evans. And uh, he just wanted to say, good morning. I listened to the podcast, and I must say, I do agree that there is too much wrestling available to be seen at this time. I'm a diehard wrestling fan, as as you are but there is only so much time in a day to watch and digest it all. You went through the breakdown, but I would say I watched bits and pieces of Raw, very little NXT, but some, try to catch some dy- Dynamite live every week, don't watch Impact, and try to catch a little Smackdown when I can, and I'm trying to watch Collision weekly as well. Social media does provide updates and everything, so even if I'm not watching live, I don't feel like I'm missing anything. I also have a family and a wife, and bless her heart, lets me watch as much wrestling as I want, but at the same time, I don't want to take advantage of that privilege. I'm committing to watching all WWE PLEs and try to watch AEW Dynamite and Collision Weekly. If I know there's a good match from Raw, I'll try to catch it, especially involving Seth Rollins or Gunther. I'll try to watch SmackDown whenever Roman Reigns is there and any Bloodline segment, as well as LA Knight. Interesting comment in LA Knight, because he's really getting himself over right now. I don't buy AEW pay-per-views unless there are at least three high-level matches I feel like I need to witness live. It feels like the Monday Night Wars where the weekly shows are practically pay-per-view worthy, which limits the need to see pay-per-views. Social media kind of kills any spontaneity or surprises or things of that nature, so it's a different time. Still really love wrestling and always will. Still watch the old stuff from the golden era, new generation, attitude, and all that. This is the business we've chosen. Love your podcast. Don't let the oversaturation of program diminish the love of the business. And again, that's from Tim Evans. And uh, in a follow-up, when we were having our conversation, he did mention that uh, he's been a longtime fan, Uh, been a fan since uh, 1989. And uh, that's why he enjoys listening to the podcast because he finds we have similar interests. And um, yeah, so I really appreciate Tim, um, you know, giving that feedback and being willing to share it. And as I say, it, it sounds like, same mindset as I'm having, you know, there's only so many hours in the day or the week. and You got to prioritize that. You got family, you got friends, you've got a life that you want to have. So um, so you got to pick and choose what you're watching. So interesting to see. But as much like I said, it seems like with social media now, you don't even need to watch wrestling because there's so much on there that you can keep track of as long as you know how to filter out um, the good element and the bad element as well. I also got a, a, a nice note from a good friend of the show, um, Steve, from uh, the Armchair Booking Wrestling Podcast. I uh, really appreciate the Armchair Wrestling Booking Podcast, both Steve and uh, and they always shout out this show every week on their uh, podcast, and they're great. I've been on their show uh, uh, in the past, as well as they've been on our show, and, and it's um, just a good relationship and a good bond form with them. And Steve said that, uh, I swear, I think you and I must be living in parallel universes. Yep, I'm in total agreement about the sheer volume of wrestling that is available to watch right now. It's too much for me to try and watch everything live, so uh, I also currently focus more on WWE. What you were saying about keeping up with the other territories via the magazines was also spot on, especially about the information being outdated already. And I definitely understand about the workout. Anyways, that was a great episode. Very blunt and honest, but it spoke volumes. Well, thank you, Steve. Really appreciate that. And if you folks are looking uh, for another wrestling podcast to listen to besides this one, I highly encourage the Armchair Booking Wrestling Podcast. Two great guys that give their honest opinion, but they're very fair about subjects. And uh, they're not negative, which is so nice. <laughs> it's so hard to find Not a lot of negativity, but uh, they do a great job. So go on over and check out the Armchair Booking Wrestling Podcast. All right, now talking about friends of the show, Ted the Hillbilly Heel. Man, talk about an uber friend of the show. Ted also has the Heel Truth Podcast. He just uh, recently helped me out on my, my YouTube channel, Wrestling With The 80s, where he was a guest on another What If episode. And the What If episode was discussing What If... David Von Erich hadn't passed away so early in life. What effect would that have had on the uh, wrestling world as a whole, especially the NWA? Would he have gotten the world title that everybody was saying he was expected to uh, to win? Would uh, you know this would have a butterfly effect on the entire Von Erich family? Uh, would have ended that run of tragedy for them? Uh, just a, a great discussion. Ted's an old-school wrestling fan with a great mind for the business. And, uh, of course, his podcast is fantastic, talking about the, the heel mindset with wrestling. But So uh, I really appreciate Ted joining me on that. So head on over to Wrestling With The 80s on YouTube. Make sure you check out that, that video. It's What If on David Von Erich. And also there's a wrestling spotlight on David Von Erich just going over his... His life and career, it's uh, about uh, 10 minutes long, so check that out too. And don't forget to subscribe if you're over there. Hey, while you're at it, subscribe to Wrestling With The Truth's uh, YouTube channel as well. So make it a twofer if you want. But uh, Ted, of course, always giving me feedback on episodes, but I wanted to share what he said in this uh, particular email, and he said, go on ahead and uh, share it. So he said, I meant to email you the other day. Great episode. Definitely think pros and cons to all wrestling. Uh, The cons outweigh the pros on some of those, lol. Everything you said, definitely true. When we grew up, we didn't have to choose one promotion. We could watch everything available. Now with all content and promotions, you pretty much have to choose one if you want to keep up with everything. I really think that is why it's hard for some on social media to just enjoy wrestling. They don't have time to watch all of it, so they choose one and automatically put down others who don't choose what they do. When the Monday Night Wars were going on, there were friends who liked WCW more than others, and others who liked WWF more, but no one got crazy over it. I think this bleeds into other genres also with so much content. I hear about so many great shows, but I can't watch them all. Just have to pick and choose. Really, only two pros I find is because now if you don't like a promotion, you should be able to find something more of your taste. After Monopoly, WWE had for almost two decades. People got involved in New Japan Pro Wrestling, ROH, TNA, slash Impact. But now they have that, plus the other Japanese and Mexican promotions, GCW, MLW, NWA, all the indie stuff, and AEW. So a fan might be in the minority of popular opinion, but probably can find something they like. The other pro is wrestlers have a place to work and make a living if they don't make it in WWE. We saw Drew McIntyre and Cody leave to go to the Indies and reinvent and come back. Cardona has made a killing on the Indies. The Bucks, Omega, and Hangman, I didn't know who they were, but they used ROH in Japan to help start AEW with Cody and became millionaires. So I think those are two big pros, but it's sad with all the cons and the tribalism and having to choose instead of being able to watch it all unless it is our full-time job like Meltzer or (laughs) Sap. Anyway, great episode. Really enjoyed it. Ted. Yeah, and again, just uh, some great uh, feedback in regards to that whole tribalism. And I promise I will get into that in a moment. But just one more that I wanted to mention because, again, I really appreciate these folks reaching out and actually providing feedback. That's what helps us grow, and that's what helps us get better. One more is uh, Taylor from Jaded Rasslin. And uh, Taylor, of course, again, has been a former guest on this show as well. And I really appreciate uh him coming on here great time talking to taylor and of course jaded rasslin is just a fantastic podcast love his stuff it's on the must listen to list every week so make sure you head on over to whatever app it is that you use for your podcast and uh follow jaded rasslin and if you want to follow uh taylor on uh twitter it's at taylor hasler one on twitter but uh taylor just uh Pretty brief, but uh, at WWTT pod, love the pod. I love how much options we have as fans. It's great to have all this access, but I get it. It's a lot to consume. And yeah, that, that's the basic thing. Um, I actually responded to Taylor on this just so it was, it was straight. But I, I said, you know, thank you, brother. And in the end, if someone does have time to consume everything, I'm very happy for them, as it is a dream come true for mega fans. Plus, it is nice that people have so many options. I just hope people don't become burnt out on the product from overexposure, which is the truth. And, um, you know, part of this, there is so much going on, but also it is leading to this, as we say, tribalism within the wrestling community. It's just it's just absolutely crazy. Like, I'm at the point now that I very rarely am going on Twitter anymore. And I'm, you know, I, I don't like that because I use Twitter to support a lot of uh, other podcasters that I enjoy their uh There's shows and, um, you know, I I try to communicate with uh, some some great folks on there. Uh, It is a way for me to keep up on the product, but I find I'm leaning more now towards Facebook and Instagram as opposed to, to Twitter because it's just so toxic on Twitter and I just don't get it. There's just this giant argument between people on there about which is better. And it comes down to two, AEW and WWE. You don't hear anything about Impact, you're not hearing anything about NWA, you hardly hear anything about MLW, you might hear the occasional thing on New Japan, but really it's coming down to these two, and I just don't get it. Like, it's just, it makes no sense. We've got two basically different products right at the moment. Now, I will say, it it, it swings both ways with this, but (laughs) I I will admit it seems like there's a bit more venom and toxicity as far as the... um, The vitriol that I see uh, from the AEW side, whereas on the WWE side, I just see a lot more of making fun of and just maybe basking in some of the failures of AEW. So it is coming both ways, but it's just maybe a different type. Um, You know, you, you get on there. And you'll have people argue and and wish death upon each other uh, over somebody sharing a meme of a botch or something like that that happened on the show. I mean, we're seeing, um, you know, people getting doxxed on on Twitter because of uh, certain wrestling accounts. We're seeing people... Uh, have blood feuds on Twitter because of wrestling accounts. We're seeing people that are on Twitter becoming celebrities um, with multiple followers because they're wrestling fans who happen to pick one side over the other. And I, I really don't get it. It's just, it's just so to me. It's like, for me, you know, I if I pick a product, I'm going to watch it and I'm going to enjoy it, hopefully. But if I don't enjoy it, then I'm not going to watch it for the most part. I'm going to keep up with it and what's happening uh, because, I, like I say, I run a podcast and I have YouTube channels and that's part of what I do for a living. But, um, you know, I'm not going to get up in arms about it. One of the things I was worried about, and I talked about this with Ted the, coming from the last episode, is I hope people don't think I want any of the uh, these uh, wrestling promotions to fail when I say that there's too much going on. That's not the case. I I, I don't want to see people out of work. I don't want to see less opportunities for wrestlers. And I will point out one thing. This doesn't mean that you can't critique a product. And when I say that, I mean, if you see something really dumb that happens on a product or something super dangerous that happens on a product, you can't mention that. Uh, because, you know, just like anything else, like with this podcast, uh, you got to have... Uh, criticism and you got to have that uh, you got to have critiques in order to be able to grow as a a content creator but uh, you know there's a difference between seeing something maybe a crazy spot that happened that looked very dangerous and making a comment about how that shouldn't be done that's different or if you see a a super ridiculous angle where it's just making a wrestler look so stupid that's also something that you can critique but the outright hate watch something and just uh knowing that going into it that it's going to be a really bad product that you're not going to enjoy but you're just hate watching it in order to uh you know just to find something some some material for your show that's a little different so i do want to say that i'm not saying you can't criticize something that's doing something badly but you know keep let's keep it in reality here I know there's an audience out there for light tube battles and death matches and stuff like that. It's just not my thing. And, uh, I don't necessarily think it helps the product any when you see, uh, like for instance, I, I've come onto Twitter yesterday to check something. And the first thing I see is two guys on their knees, smashing light tubes over each other's head, just back and forth, smashing them just bloody like a, like a scene from Carrie, uh, <laughs> just unbelievable and I'm like thinking this isn't wrestling this is just sadomasochistic um snuff is what it is and it's not enjoyable for me I'm sure there is an audience for that but I really don't understand what the appeal that is but I, I'm not even a fan of it being called wrestling you know it's a it's a I guess a subgenre of wrestling but um not not my cup of tea so I'm not gonna watch that stuff to be quite honest I'm not gonna watch a GCW Um, I'm not going to watch new Japan as much as talented as people are. I just, I can't get into their product. And, and I, I find that I'm not going for that strong style or, or the, um, the, the long five-star matches in every match. Now, not to say that we don't enjoy a five-star match here, but to me, a five-star match should be the culmination of a five-star storyline. That's what we're seeing happening right now with the bloodline where you had that bloodline civil war. That match would not have been considered as highly regarded if it wasn't for the three years of backstory that we had going on with this feud that brought that to another level, made it more interesting. Uh, Same thing, you know, what's, what's the hottest thing right now in, um, in AEW, probably the whole MJF Adam Cole situation at the moment. Some may argue it's not, but I'm just going by what I'm seeing on social media and stuff. And it's not involving them wrestling each other. There's a storyline to it. You know, there, there is something, it's a reminder of the whole rock and sock connection with, uh, Mick Foley and the rock, you know, the two people that shouldn't be paired up together that are going to work now. And it's entertaining. And, uh, that's building up a storyline. So when you get that eventual turn by MGF and Adam Cole, um, or if they really want to think of the box and get Cole turning on uh, MJF to make it more interesting, you actually have some stakes in the game. And that's what I always talk about having stakes in the game, having a reason to want to see that match happen in the ring. That's you want the culmination of this fantastic backstory that you've got going on. So that's what you need to have a, a a proper five-star match, you got to have something built along with it. Sure. Yes. Anybody can go back and plot out 1500 moves like Savage and Steamboat did for uh, WrestleMania three and perfectly work it out in the ring and and do it. And yeah, that'll get you a five-star rating from Meltzer. But what made Savage and Steamboat so good was not just the fact that they had that match. We had uh, six months of storyline of Savage nearly putting Steamboat out of wrestling. Uh, Steamboat having to learn how to talk again, as comical as that was, but he had to learn how to talk again. You had his, his feud going on, his side feud with George Steele. You had the big triumphant return of Ricky Steamboat going after that prize of the Intercontinental title, which Savage had held for over a year. So there's all kinds of stakes to this story. And then you top it all off with a five-star match in the ring, which was just the icing on the cake with that. But you know what? You could argue that I know a Meltzer or somebody like that's not going to give this other match that happened on that card five stars. And to the casual viewer who didn't even bother to think about the storyline or the backstory about it, but the whole Hogan-Andre match, yeah, it wasn't a five-star work rate match. But there was such an amazing story to that. And that, no matter what anybody says, that's the reason that the Pontiac Silverdome drew 93,000 people. Or if you want to go by other numbers, it's 79,000 or whatever. Once you're above 50,000, I think you're doing pretty damn good. So whatever it was, it drew people in there. And it was that match. It was Hogan-Andre because they had such a tremendous backstory to that. It didn't matter what happened in the ring. People wanted to see it. And honestly, just from a blank slate, if you just looked at that match, it's terrible when you think about it. But the whole backstory made it five-star worthy in that you have all the elements for that. So I know people are arguing against me and they're probably just going to rip me to shreds. But how can you say that about that match? But I say the same thing about Hogan and Rock at WrestleMania 18. That crowd and that whole storyline made that match into a five-star match. I know it's not going to get a five-star rating for it. But uh, again, it's all the elements working together, but yeah, getting back to this whole tribalism, I'm just seeing, I'm getting repelled by just the, the insanity of this tribalism of people like you, you either you're an AEW fan and you got to hate the fed quote unquote, or you're a WWE fan and you got to hate AEW and Tony Khan and all these people, you know, yeah, I will admit there's some things about what Tony Khan has done as far as the way he's handled media and handled, you know, the shots at WWE and stuff like that that drove me crazy. It just reminded me of kind of like a spoiled child trying to get attention. But in the end, do I want them to fail? No. Would I rather them get better and be more protective of their stars and maybe bring them a, a not a slower product, but a safer product and something that made a bit more sense so that I can enjoy watching it. That's what I'd rather have happen. So now we have two true competitors, but that's probably not going to happen because they're going after a specific audience and they'll keep that audience. They're going to keep having the amount of people that they have watch every week, but they're not going to grow that audience. They get that group of people that do watch WWE on a regular basis or even more so the casual fan that was hooked on wrestling back 20 years ago and has never come back again because they even got turned off by WWE on the WWE side. Yeah. Would I like to see some, uh, some more storylines at last, see some characters that get pushed that the fans are actually behind, like say in LA night or somebody like that. Sure. But you know what? They're doing a lot of things that are great right now. You can look at the bloodline storyline. You look at a guy like Seth Rollins, you look at, the fact that they put on an amazing show at a WrestleMania or any of their pay-per-views, they're on a roll right now. And for me, it's, it's the product that I am enjoying and they're, and they're starting to get back to getting storylines involved with things. But what I would also like to see is people that are arguing about AEW or WWE and all that stuff. Why don't you give something else a try too? Instead of hate watching WWE, why don't you go on over and give impact wrestling a try Because they're doing great stuff right now. Uh, They're putting on a great product, and they need that fan support to stay in business. Why don't you try the NWA? Take a look at that. See if you like that and enjoy that. Instead of, again, spending, I don't know, what I say, about 10 or 15 hours a week for WWE hate watching? Like, are people literally watching a show just to hate on it? Like, that seems nuts to me. Just so you can go on... um, on uh, Twitter or whatever and argue with people that may or may not be real, maybe imaginary, maybe a bot or just somebody who's getting a kick out of driving another person crazy. Doesn't even care about this. I don't understand it, but yeah, give some, give some other product a chance and uh, just enjoy it. As we, as I said on the last episode, we're in an age where we are just spoiled to death with the amount of wrestling that we have. But going along with what I was talking about with that Burno is not just for the amount of product, but also for the amount of uh, bickering and fighting and complaining that's going on with the product. Honestly, it's like listening to spoiled children. After a while, you're just going to tune them out and you're just going to walk away because you're just done with it. And I really don't want to have to do that, but I am finding, I am moving away from the social media uh, side of things a lot more because it's just becoming unenjoyable to be on there. And it's unfortunate because I do have to promote this podcast. I do have to promote my uh, YouTube channels in order to uh, try to build an audience with them, but it's just, it's not worth it to be on there just seeing all this crap. So it's either going a blocking spree, unfollow a bunch of people or something, but, uh, but I'm just more. So I thought I'd try to take a different note from it and just ask people to, you know, you know, slow down, take a look at what you're doing, realize that it's having no effect on the product itself. You arguing on Twitter with a, an account that has four followers is not really getting the attention of WWE and making them change their product, or it's not even getting the attention of Tony Khan and making him change his product. Just enjoy what you enjoy. Uh, if you don't like something, stop watching it. Trust me, that's really going to catch the eye of say a WWE. If you're, uh, if you're uh, 500,000 people that are hate watching it, just so you can go on social media to complain about it, just stop watching them. Watch your ratings go through the floor that will get the attention of WWE that will make them choose to push different people or to change the the type of wrestling they have that's what's going to speak volumes and have that effect on them and the same with AEW if people stop watching cuz how many people are from WWE on that are you know just looking for things to to fail on that show just so they can clip it for their twitter site or or you know they can you know, talk about it on social media or talk about it on their podcast and just make fun of it and rip it. It's like, again, if you don't like it, don't watch it. The ratings will reflect that and they'll have to make changes. Or they'll just decide we're gonna stick with what we got. But one way or the other, it's not affecting your life anymore. And that's the biggest thing. Anyways, I hope (laughs) I hope this one doesn't come off as a rant because I really just want to see the wrestling world flourish. And I want fans to love wrestling because I, myself and people like Ted and people like Steve and Taylor, we all grew up as kids loving wrestling. That's why we're still talking about it right now to this day. You know, I am 47 years old doing a podcast on wrestling. <laughs> I never thought I would be doing this, but it's because, you know, seven, eight, nine year old me loved it. When I was a kid and had a passion for it, and that's all I wanted to watch, and that's what I wanted to do, and that's uh, you know I couldn't wait to go see it live and all that stuff, and I would have killed to have this opportunity to be doing this when I was a kid as far as talking about wrestling, but I sure as heck would not be fighting with somebody with four followers. So just take that into uh, into note, folks, and get back to loving the product, get back to uh, enjoying yourself, and if you don't like something, just walk away. That's the simplest advice I can give. Just walk away. We've got way too much going on in this world right now. That's way more important than wrestling. And uh, a lot of it involves negativity. So if we can just have some positivity on something very simple, that would be great. Anyways, as I say, I appreciate every one of you who listens. I truly appreciate everyone who, uh, who contributed with comments. Thank you very much and keep them coming. Keep them coming. I appreciate it. Uh, we'll read them out on the air. Uh, you know, I appreciate Tim. He had mentioned that, uh, he was trying to figure out how to give a five-star review on the podcast. You know what I said, Tim, this note from you is a five-star review and that that's plenty for me. And, uh, just the fact that you took the time out of your day to reach out and, uh, give me some feedback. I really appreciate that. So thank you to all your listeners. Um, I am on Twitter right now, uh, for the time being, at WWTTpod. Uh, I'm being a bit more interactive over on Instagram, at WWTT Pod and at Wrestling With The 80s. Um, I'm also uh, on uh, Facebook. There's uh, Wrestling With The 80s over on Facebook, or I have a BC Hunter, just a personal account. And then, of course, the YouTube channels, which is Wrestling With The 80s and wrestling with the truth over on youtube and i really appreciate you coming over and subscribing and showing support to that as well but anyways i'm gonna leave it there thank you very much folks have a great day and spread some kindness in this world